0: Welcome to Dune Reads Goosebumps. I am Dune, and this is part one of Monster Blood 4 by R.L. Stein on Dune Reads Goosebumps. This is the last of the original series that I have to do. I still may go back and re-record the ones that other people recorded, and I will definitely do more Give Yourself Goosebumps episodes The choose your own adventure. Maybe I'll set up a night a week to do it on webcam, I don't know. Um, so where have I been, huh? Let me crack this steel reserve. So. So this has been the worst period of my life, honestly. Um, my fiance left me, uh, completely blindsided. I'm still, you know, 100% in the mindset I was when I, Made the decision to spend my entire life with her and get engaged. I still have a uh, heart tattooed on my ring finger (laughs) to go with the uh, engagement ring I got her. But, uh, you know, you can't control how other people feel. And she, you know, fell out of love with me and needs to work on herself. I obviously (laughs) didn't fall out of love with her. But, (sighs) you know, Um, so that resulted in me having to move. But because I've been working less... And I have Franklin and Scarlet. I had to move into my parents' house, where I haven't been since I was 19. So I'm I'm here now. Um, it's weird, because, you know, everyone knows I'm depressed, and I moved in here. And it's right across the street from the house of my childhood best friend, who uh, killed himself a couple months ago. So everyone's doubly concerned for me, and obviously dealing with that was hard, too. <laughs> and, um... And yeah, so only working like part, part time, have very little money, and, uh, and then while this was going on, I think based on the fact that he was somewhat inbred as all the species is, and dealing with losing his siblings, you know, Franklin and Scarlet, and uh, his dad going, Yoda uh, died, um, the, the hairless cat that you saw in a bunch of pictures and stuff where he's off and on the episodes messing with me and meowing and stuff. He, he just, uh, his heart started to give out and, uh, his lungs filled with fluid and he had to be put down. Um, <laughs> um, and then, I don't know. And then I was, I'm just trying to maintain, I'm trying to you know, get medicated and get therapy and figure out what I want to do with my life because I realized I have no hopes or dreams or goals or motivations. So I'm trying really hard. And, uh, in the midst of it, of trying to maybe figure out if I want to learn how to code and do this stuff earlier this week, uh, I was driving in my car, um, I had a, I don't know, the heater, something <sighs> fucking, not the heater, but whatever, whatever regulates the temperature of the engine that exploded. So that's, 700 dollars. so right now my parents are out of town for the weekend and i'm at their house stranded i just feel like like such a child it's just it's been so shitty it's just i'm sure there's more i'm leaving out you know it's just it's just been so relentlessly bad <laughs> So thank you to everyone that uh contacted me on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and email. Um I think there's some I haven't got back to or forgot. There's just been a lot on my mind. But I genuinely appreciate you guys so much and your concern for me. So that that's why I haven't been able to record. Now uh <laughs> let's let's drink some more of this uh steel reserve and see if I can actually be funny. <laughs> Bear with me on this one, even though it is the uh the last one of the uh original series what a what a sad way to bookend it you guys followed me all along my life and it's just it's just crumbled down <laughs> uh. all right monster blood 4 chapter 1 now <clears throat> monster blood 4 chapter number 1 Evan Ross was thinking about monster blood. He thought about monster blood a lot. Like the listeners who kept emailing me wanting monster blood for, Evan wished he had never discovered monster blood. The sticky, slimy, green goo had to be the most dangerous substance on Earth. This was written before Crocodile. Evan knew that as soon as you open a can of monster blood, you are doomed. I am doomed. The monster blood will grow and grow and suck up everything in its path. Like your mama at the buffet. And if you accidentally eat some of the green goo, look out. A tiny chunk of monster blood has turned, had turned Cuddles, the classroom hamster, into a growling monster as big as a gorilla. And when Evan accidentally swallowed a little bit of it, how do you accidentally swallow something that dangerous? Oh, well, he shot up taller than his house. It was not the happiest day of Evan's life. Eh, Still better than my life. It was a day he kept trying to forget, like some sort of anti-9-11. So why was he thinking about monster blood today? His green sweater reminded him of monster blood. He had begged his mom not to make the sweater green, but she had already started knitting it. Too late to change colors. He's already been jumped into the green gang. You look good in green, she told him. It really brings out your eyes. I don't want to bring out my eyes. I'll bring out your fucking eyes with a melon baller, bitch, Evan told her. He wanted to scream. The yarn she used was greener than the jolly green giant. And he's green and a giant and jolly. He pictured himself trapped inside a giant green glob of monster blood. Wear it to your cousin Kermit's, Mrs. Ross instructed him. I don't need a sweater, he protested. Just put it in my suitcase. Wear it. It's winter, she insisted. It gets cold. Even here in Hotlanta. I don't want to stay at Kermit's, Evan grumbled, pulling the sweater over his stupid big ugly head. Yuck, green, and itchy. Ooh, like gonorrhea. How long are you and dad going to be out west? Only nine or ten days, his mother replied. Only? Evan cried, struggling into the tight wool sleeves. I'll die. Aunt Dee's food is horrible. She puts that hot sauce on everything, even brownies. You should get used to hot sauce. So when I moved here, obviously, I brought my collection of hot sauces. And I had the three hottest ones from hot sauce. But my dad used a lot of hot sauce, too. And he's like, yo, Dune. That's what he calls me. And he's like, move these hot ones out of here so I don't burn my fucking face off. And I was like, yeah, no problem. And I moved them. And then I didn't wash my hands. And uh, there was some that had dripped on the side. And I touched my eyeball. And that was the most exciting thing that's happened in my my life recently. Burning my eye with one of the three hottest. Hot sauces from Hot Ones. Oh, well, I'll explode, Evan insisted. And that geeky little creep Kermit. Don't call your cousin a geeky little creep, Mrs. Ross scolded. Well, he is one, isn't he? Evan demanded. That's beside the point, his mom said. She pulled the green sweater down over Evan's waist and admired it. It fits perfectly, and I like that shade of green. It's like ecto-cooler. I look like a ripe watermelon, Evan grumbled. Don't forget, Aunt D is paying you to babysit Kermit, his mom reminded him. She handed him his suitcase. Maybe I should get that job. Anyone need a babysitter? Do you got got booze in the house? I'll babysit your kids in exchange for cocktails and money. Uh, Seriously, anyone hiring? (laughs) You want to go to sleepaway camp this summer, right? Well, you can't go to camp unless you earn the money to pay for it. I know, I know. He kissed his mom goodbye. Your dad and I will call you when we get to Tucson, Mrs. Ross said. Take good care of Kermit and don't give Aunt D a hard time. By the way, it's Aunt D as in D-E-E, like sweet D from Always Sunny. I'm just not mispronouncing aunt i guess it's aunt one of those is mispronounced anyway i'm gonna call her aunt d still but i'm just just letting you know i won't eat till you get back evan told her like some tubby version of gandhi i'll probably weigh 10 pounds his mom laughed (laughs) she thinks i'm joking Evan thought bitterly. He hoisted up his backpack and his suitcase and headed for the back door. He passed a mirror in the hall and caught a glimpse of himself in the sweater. "'Sick,' he muttered. "'I look like a pickle.'" "'Evan, what did you say?' his mom called." I said, thanks for the cool sweater. He called back to her like a lying son of a bitch. A few seconds later, he was walking through backyards, making his way to Kermit's house at the end of the block in the middle of the street. That wasn't the song at all. Maybe I can hide this sweater somewhere, he thought. Maybe I can give it to Kermit as a Christmas present. No, Kermit's such a shrimp. The sweater would go down to his knees like the dude from Fat Albert, but he probably just couldn't afford a good sweater because he was poor. Are the kids poor? Yeah, the junkyard gang. Of course they're poor. <clears throat> it was a sunny, crisp winter day. The sweater glowed under the bright sunlight it really did remind Evan of monster blood he pictured the slimy green gunk he pictured heaps and heaps of it oozing over the backyards as he passed bubbling and pulsating as he walked along Evan had no idea that he was about to have another monster blood adventure obviously he's gonna have another monster blood adventure it's monster blood 4 baby he had no idea that he was about to discover a whole new kind of monster blood. He had no idea that the green monster blood was silly kid stuff compared to the monster blood he was about to find. Way up there, it's crystal clear that Dune is really sad every day. <laughs> Ugh. Ah, 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 yeah, it's chapter two, baby, chapter two. He was nearly to Kermit's backyard, still thinking about monster blood, when a dark shadow swept over him. It was the janitor. Just kidding. He raised his eyes. Conan, he gasped. A big hulk of a boy loomed in front of him like fruit, fruit of the loom. Hands clenched into big fists like Hulk hands, blocking Evan's path. He lived in the house behind Kermit's. His name was Conan Barber, but everyone called him Conan the Barbarian. That's because he was the biggest, meanest kid in Hotlanta. Conan placed the heel of his size 12 sneaker on top of Evan's shoe and stomped down hard. Ow, your big shoe hurt me a lot, you jerk, Evan yelped in pain. Conan, why'd you do that? He squealed. Do what? Conan grunted. He narrowed his cold, blue eyes at Evan. You... you crushed my foot. Obviously it was intentional. You just... you just... you just stepped on it really hard. You're... you're a big bully, Conan the Barbarian. Evan gasped. Accidents happen, Conan replied, immediately peeing his pants. He snickered. Despite the cold of the winter, he wore a gray muscle shirt and tight, black spandex bike shorts. Here... Let me fix it, he offered. Why is he wearing bike shorts, by the way? He stomped down with all his might on Evan's other shoe. Ow! Evan took a few painful hops, like when you're forced to do the bunny hop at a wedding. But I don't think that's a real thing. Maybe I'm thinking the electric slide. It doesn't matter. Holding his throbbing foot was the big idea. Breaking in my new sneakers, Conan replied, snickering again. Evan wanted to wipe the smile off Conan's face. But how do you wipe the smile off a kid who's built like a monster truck? Hmm. I gotta go now, Evan said quietly. He picked up his suitcase and motioned with his head towards Kermit's house. Hey, Conan stared down at the ground. Then he raised his eyes to Evan like a snail. (laughs) Get it? Because they raise their eyes. Not so fast. You got the bottoms of my sneakers dirty. Excuse me? Evan tried to step around Conan, but Conan blocked his path. They should call him Conan the Dead End because because he blocks... Pa- nah, the Barbarian's better. Never mind. Brand new sneakers, Conan grumbled, and you got the bottoms dirty. But, but, Evan sputtered. No one likes a dirty bottom. Ask the gay community. "'Oh well,' Conan sighed. "'I'll let you go this time.' "'Evan's heart pounded. "'It better pound. "'That's how blood gets throughout your body.' "'He breathed a loud sigh of relief. Huh. "'You will? "'You'll let me go?' "'Conan nodded. "'They should call him Conan the Librarian. "'No, Barbarian's still better. "'Never mind. "'He swept a beefy hand back through his wavy blond hair. "'Yeah, you caught me in a good mood. "'Get going.' thanks evan stammered like a little bitch conan stepped aside evan started past him he stopped when he heard a high shrill voice ring out leave my cousin alone oh shit evan moaned he turned to see kermit running across the grass hey stay off the grass kids like like the grass but also weed but i guess it's legal now so i guess you can smoke weed like but not if you're a kid or i don't know i don't know how it works leave evan alone kermit called like that one guy that was really into britney spears he waved a tiny fist at conan pick on someone your own size kermit stay out of this evan shouted like Fozzie the bear kermit stepped up beside evan he was tiny and skinny he had a pile of white blonde hair a serious face and round black eyes behind red plastic flamed glasses Jesus. Wait, round black eyes behind plastic framed glasses? That's Mr. Potato Head. I know Mr. Potato Head when he's described. Standing next to Conan, he reminded Evan of a little ant. A bug that Conan could easily crush with one trump of his heavy duty size 12s. Take a walk, Conan, Kerman squeaked. Give Evan a break. Conan's eyes narrowed to angry slits, which is what I would call my all-female punk band if I was in an all-female punk band and female and angry, instead of just sad. I was going to give Evan a break, he growled, until you came along. But now, I guess I have to teach you both a lesson. He turned and grabbed the front of Evan's sweater. Ah, he grabbed a sweater. Maybe he's just going to teach him how to tie a tie. I guess we'll figure out uh, what the lesson is in chapter three. In fact, let's just keep reading on, right? I got nothing going on. Chapter number three. Maybe I'll have a sip first. Evan, what happened to your sweater? Aunt D demanded. Evan set his suitcase down on the kitchen floor. Well... The left sleeve of his new sweater was normal length. Conan had taken the right sleeve and pulled it, pulled it, until the sleeve dragged on the ground. If you want to destroy Evan's sweater, oh, 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 pull the right sleeve and it'll drag on the ground, on the ground. Mom made me one sleeve too long, Evan explained. He didn't want to tell his aunt about Conan. Why look for trouble? Conan promised the next time he'd pull Evan's right arm until it fit the sleeve. Evan picked a fight with Conan. Kermit reported, like a little snitch. Aunt Dee's mouth de-ropped open. You shouldn't start fights, Evan. Who are you? Either Israel or Palestine? I don't know which one's the mean one, but it seems like both. Evan glared at Kermit. Why was this little creep always trying to get Evan in trouble? That boy, Conan, is big. Aunt D commented. Damn it. You really shouldn't pick on him. Good advice, dingus, Evan thought bitterly. He lifted the mile-long sweater sleeve, then let it drop back to the floor. I'm going to fix Conan, Kermit declared. I mixed up a formula that grows hair. I'm going to give it to Conan to drink, and he'll grow hair on his tongue. Ugh. Whenever he tries to talk, he'll just go, woof, woof, woof. Because that's what it sounds like when there's hair on your tongue. You wouldn't know because you guys have bald tongues. Because you got male patterned tongue baldness. And female fucking that version too, dinguses. Aunt D laughed Kermit, stop, she scolded. You're starting to sound like a mad scientist. I am a mad scientist, Kermit declared proudly. He and his mother laughed. Ha 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 ha. But Evan Couldn't even force a smile. It's no joke, Evan thought. Kermit really is a mad scientist. He spends all his time down in his lab in the basement, mixing bottles of green stuff with bottles of blue stuff, making whatever color you get when you mix blue and green, some sort of greenish blue. One afternoon, down in the lab, Evan asked Kermit what he was trying to discover. I'm searching for a secret formula. Kermit replied, pouring a red liquid into a test tube. A secret formula that will do what? Evan had asked. How should I know? Kermit exclaimed. It's a secret. That's all for the marketing division. I'm science. I just mix shit together and they try to sell it. That's how it really works, right? Now, Evan had to spend the next 10 days watching Kermit do his mad scientist act. And somehow, he had to keep Kermit out of trouble. I'm so glad you're staying with us, Aunt D told Evan. I just think it's great that you two cousins are so close. Yeah, great, Evan muttered. Woof, woof, Kermit declared, giggling. Aunt D led them to... Water, malt liquor... Aunt D led the two of them to Kermit's room at the back of the house. Kermit had a fold-out bed where Evan would sleep. Books and computer disks and papers and science magazines cluttered the floor. Evan had to step around a giant plastic model of the solar system to get to the dresser, a model that was properly done with Pluto included before Neil deGrasse Tyson shot it out of the sky just to get back at the fucking Christians. I don't know. What does he hate? I don't know. Aunt D helped him unpack his suitcase. Then she said, you two run along, go outside or something. I'm going into the kitchen to make dinner. Dinner? The word sent a chill down Evan's back. What are we having? He asked. It's a surprise. Aunt D told him another chill. Dude, I'm always looking for the next chill, bruh, bruh. I brought my super soaker, Evan told Kermit, because this took place in the 90s where super soakers were still rad. Let's go outside and have a water fight. Kermit shook his head. I don't think so. He led the way down the basement stairs to his science lab. I want to show you something, which is never something you want to hear about the basement. Evan stared at the shelves of jars and bottles and test tubes, all brimming with mysterious, dangerous materials. I don't really feel safe, he started. Something bumped him hard from behind. He spun around and gazed down at Dogface, Kermit's huge sheepdog. See, Franklin, you could be named Dogface. Franklin. Damn, that dog was out to the point where he just scared me. I'm like, are all my pets going to die? Franklin, you're all right? You're just sleepy? All right. Stop bumping me, Evan snapped. The dog stuck out his fat tongue and licked Evan's hand. It left a sticky gob of dog drool in his palm. Dogface likes you, Kermit said. Yuck, Evan groaned. He searched the lab table for a paper towel to wipe off the gunk. I want to try a little test, Kermit told him. No way, Evan protested, because he said, forget it. No little test. The last time you tried that little test, you turned my nose blue. That was a mistake kermit replied this test is different this test isn't dangerous he raised his right hand i swear now put your hand in front of your face and if it's bigger than your face you have cancer and then evan did the thing where he put the hand in front of his face and he smacked his arm and he hit himself in the face And he's like why are you hitting yourself and i was like oh burn but that's not what happened what do i have to do evan asked warily drink something and have my tongue grow hair i don't even want dreadlocks in my tongue Kermit shook his head. No, I'm not ready to test that on a human yet. Good, Evan said, relieved. Let's get our super soakers and go outside. Evan really wanted to have a water fight. It was the only time he was allowed to attack Kermit and get away with it. After the test, Kermit replied. The test only takes a minute, I promise, like a pregnancy test. Evan sighed. Okay, what do I have to do? Kermit held up a black bandana. We're anarchists now. Throw this brick through the police station. Just kidding. A blindfold. He said. Put it on. I like I have to explain. Just kidding. Like R.L. Stein wants to raise kids to uh, throw bricks through police stations. <clears throat> Excuse me. Evan cried, backing away. Do you think I'm going to let you blindfold me? What is this? Fifty Shades of Gay? <laughs> just kidding. It isn't dangerous, Kermit insisted in his high, shrill voice. I just want to see if you can identify something, that's all. It'll take a second, he said in a shrill voice, but then he was soon going to go back to Dune's voice. Evan argued with his cousin for a while longer, but he ended up slipping on the blindfold because he's too terrible to stand up for himself. Promise we'll go outside after this? Promise, Kermit replied. He checked to make sure Evan's blindfold was tight, hecka tight. Then he took Evan's hand and lifted it to a big glass jar. He pushed Evan's hand into the jar. Tell me what's in the jar, Kermit instructed, like the dude at the end of Seven. Staring at total blackness, darkness, Evan wrapped his hand around something warm and prickly. Uh, What is it, he wondered. What could it be? As he tried to identify it, he felt something crawl up the back of his hand. It slipped under his shirt cuff and crawled up his arm, huh? He felt a soft, pinching sensation in his hand. Something prickled his wrist. Prickled? Ew. Uh, The prickled cucumber. (laughs) What is it? What is it? He couldn't take it anymore. He ripped away the blindfold, gazed into the jar, and let out a horrified scream. Chapter number four, tarantulas, Evan shrieked. One of the hairy creatures clung to his arm under his shirt sleeve. Another inched its way across the back of his hand like the tarantula from Home Alone and probably all other tarantulas that are pretty similar animals. Don't scream like that, Kermit Kermit warned, his eyes locked on Evan's arm. What kind of test is this, Evan shrieked. What are you trying to prove? Kermit didn't look up from the crawling tarantulas. Someone told me that tarantulas won't bite you, he explained, unless they sense fear. Are you fucking kidding me? Evan cried. Sense my fear? Shh. Evan raised a finger to his lips sensually. Be very calm. 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 Calm! That was like, you know, the wrath of calm. <clears throat> he grinned at Evan. This is an interesting experiment, isn't it? I'll kill you, Evan screamed. I will kill you for this, Kermit. When I finish with you, you'll go waff waff for the rest of your life. Careful, Kermit warned softly with his warning. Your arm is shaking. Don't let them see your fear. Evan struggled to steady his arm. He just needs a little, little little eye-opener. Give him a cocktail. One tarantula prickled his wrist. Is that really a word? Prickled? Prickled. Experiencing a tingling sensation, especially as a result of strong emotion. All right, so he didn't use it right. Excellent. That makes me feel better. Another one stood on the back of his hand. Get these off, Evan demanded in a frantic whisper. I'm warning you, hey! Evan felt a hard bump from behind dog face again startled evan's hands shot up and two tarantulas went flying (gasps) that's even more deadly one landed with a soft thud on the lab table and the other landed on evan's head oh no tarantula head he's gonna look like little yachty evan gasped he felt eight pointy tarantula legs scramble through his hair don't upset it kermit instructed be very calm "'Don't let it know you're afraid. A tarantula bite can be very painful.'" "'Hey, guys, what's going on there?' Aunt Dee's voice rang through the basement, Dee. "'Evan is playing with my tarantulas,' Kermit reported. "'Playing?' Evan wanted to scream. He pictured Kermit eating a tarantula sandwich. "'No, that's not a good enough punishment,' he decided." Well, it's too nice a day to stay down in the basement playing with spiders, Aunt D scolded. <laughs> that one worked out. My tarantulas aren't just any old spiders, Kermit fumed. Evan, your friend Andy is here, Aunt D called down. <laughs> I think all three of you should go outside and get some fresh air so me and your father can do things in the bedroom undisturbed. Andy... Not Aunt D, Andy, like the kid from Toy Story. Evan called without thinking. He started towards the stairs. Don't move, Kermit warned. Don't get them excited. Evan froze. The trance prickled the top of his head. He watched in horror as the other one made its way across the lab table and began crawling up his arm. He is very popular with them. It's always a hassle to get them on people. You have to put them on there and they got those little hook hands, you know. Like like Buster Bluth. Uh, Andy burst down the stairs, taking them two at a time, like she would do in college. Her short brown hair bobbed behind her as she hurried across the basement to them. Andy didn't dress like most sixth graders. She didn't care what other kids wore. She liked bright colors. Today, she wore a shiny magenta windbreaker over yellow tights. Her bright orange backpack hung over one shoulder, as was the style back in the day. Hey, guys, she greeted them breathlessly. What are you doing? An experiment, Kermit replied solemnly. So what else is new, Andy said, rolling her eyes. But then, her mouth dropped open in shock. She pointed at Evan with a trembling finger. Everyone's so trembly. They got the DTs going on like crazy in Atlanta. Evan, you have a tarantula on your head. Evan felt the creature dig into his hair. It's part of the experiment, Kermit told Andy. There's another tarantula crawling on his arm. Get them off. Off, Evan ordered Kermit through gritted teeth. Andy laughed. This is an awesome experiment. Evan let out a growl. That's what they should call girl owls growls (laughs) and raised his fists. Calm, Kermit warned. If they sense your fear, you're dead meat. Evan turned to Andy for help, but she had unzipped her backpack and was digging inside. The tarantula prickled his scalp as it moved toward his left ear. "'Kermit!' he begged. Evan gasped as Andy pulled a blue plastic can from her backpack. "'Evan, look what I found!' Her dark eyes lit up and evil grin spread across her face. "'Monster blood!' Evan cried. "'Where'd you get that?' "'Somewhere!' Andy teased. She raised her hand to the lid and started to twist it off. No, don't twist it off. You need a bottle opener. It's craft monster blood, not domestic. Just kidding. No, Evan shrieked. He dove toward her, grabbing for the can. That's where I always grab for when I'm diving towards women. Don't open it, Andy. Don't. Chapter number five. Andy pulled the can from Evan's reach, playing hard to get, and twisted it open. No! Evan shrieked. She tilted the can so that he could see inside. Ooh, gaping. Empty. She laughed and tossed the can aside. April, fools. But it isn't April. Kermit declared, having seen a calendar in the last month. Evan gulped and felt something pinch his ear. (gasps) The tarantula! The monster blood! Can had frightened him so much, he'd forgotten about the creatures crawling all over his body. Ooh, like scabies. Uh Uh-oh, now you've excited them, Kermit warned. I think we're going to learn how painful a tarantula bite can be. (gasps) evan froze he signaled frantically with his eyes for andy to help him okay okay she said finally she stepped up to evan and plucked the tarantula off his head you're ruining the experiment kermit protested andy pulled the other tarantula off evan's arm she handed them to kermit grumbling to himself kermit dropped them into the glass jar i hope he poked holes in the top of the jar because that's how you keep things alive, you know? Like you get a butterfly and you poke holes in the jar and then it, it dies anyway because stop trying to keep butterflies in jars. They can fly, let them be free. Then he scribbled some notes in a notebook. Buy more malt liquor. Evan glared angrily at his cousin, clenching his hands into tight fists. The tarantulas were gone, but his skin still prickled. Let's get the super soakers, he growled. Like a female owl in the past sense. (laughs) What? Evan glared angrily at his cousin, clenching his hands in a tight... Oh, wait, sorry. I already read all that. You know, you guys just heard that. Then I made another growl comment. He couldn't wait to drench Kermit. He wanted to soak the little freak to make him sputter and choke and shiver and shake until he begged for mercy and then Evan would really let him have it. Hey, that's against the Geneva Convention. It's kind of cold out for a water fight. Kermit said i don't care evan growled let's go he turned to andy she swung her backpack away and zipped it before he could see what was inside what else you got in there evan demanded more dumb jokes she sneered that's for me to know and you to find out do kids still say that obviously they don't say it like that but do they i sounded like the kid from breaking bed Uh, do you have any more monster blood in there his voice cracked do you have any real monster fuck i can't make my voice crack damn it do you have any real monster blood that's for me to know and you to find out she repeated like a repeatard hugging the backpack to her side maybe i'll soak her too evan thought she's axing for it come on outside he told her you can just watch Like I believe you, she replied, rolling her eyes again. I'll wait in here and do my homework. No way am I getting wet from you little jabronis. Am I right? I need a real man. Evan eyed the backpack intently. Did she have a can of real monster blood in there? Did she? Please let the answer be no. No. He prayed as he led Kermit to the backyard. They filled their squirt gun canisters from the garden hose behind the garage, which means his ding-a-ling, am I right? Like a pee-pee? Forget it. And the chase was on kermit ran evan fired first the super soger sprayed a stream of water over kermit's head evan lowered the squirt gun and the water stream bounced off the back of kermit's down jacket evan pumped hard and kept the water flowing squeezing the trigger again all of this sounds sexual again he raised the spray and caught kermit in the back of the neck ow skeet 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 kermit let kermit let out a yipe as the cold water ran down his back Ooh. He spun around and shot a stream of water in Evan's direction. Evan dropped to his knees on the grass. Still sexual. The water stream flew over him. He pulled the trigger and sent water splashing down the front of Kermit's jacket. Yo, hey! A booming voice made Evan spin around Conan, Evan cried. Kermit sent a spray of icy water into the back of Evan's head. Evan jumped up and staggered forward like the drunk idiot he is. Kermit, stop! He caught his balance before he bumped into Conan. You trying to get my new sneakers wet? Conan snarled. I feel bad for Conan. He's so insecure and he wants someone to compliment his new sneakers so badly. Conan, I bet your sneakers are cool as hell. What kind of sneakers are there? Mine are Onisuka Tigers. Onisuka Tiger? God damn, it's hard to pronounce things. No, no way, Evan replied. He lowered his super soaker to his side. Kermit stepped up beside Evan. Give us a break, Conan, Kermit said. Evan isn't afraid of you. Oh yeah? Conan replied menacingly. Evan says he can take you down any day, Kermit boasted. I did not say that, Evan cried. Kermit, what's your problem? He turned to Conan. I didn't say that, really. My cousin is a little mixed up, you know. From the fumes, all those chemicals he fools around with. Conan shook his beefy head. I like that beefy is the only adjective that can possibly describe this kid. Yeah, he's beefy. Got a beefy hand, beefy head, beefy shoes. He's a beefy boy. You guys are really axing for it, he muttered angrily. He took a step toward Evan. Evan gulped. He felt his super soaker move. He turned and saw that Kermit had reached behind him. Kermit was pushing up Evan's squirt gun. Before Evan could jerk away, Kermit pulled the trigger. And a stream of water poured over Conan's new sneakers. Oh, snap. Chapter number six. Conan let out an angry cry. You and me both, Conan. And grabbed the front of Evan's coat. I... I didn't do it! Evan sputtered. It came out of your squirt gun! Conan replied. His big hands, which were presumably beefy, tightened on the coat. He tugged, lifting Evan off the ground. What are you gonna do? Evan shrieked. Hey, what's up? Andy came trotting from the house. Conan let Evan drop to the ground. Evan stumbled, but quickly caught his balance evan is teaching conan a lesson kermit reported evan gave his cousin a hard shove i'm warning you kermit conan eyed andy suspiciously what's in your hand he de handed (laughs) just getting demanded evan turned as andy held up her hand she gripped a small blue plastic can no evan gasped andy is that the empty one she shook her head an evil grin on her face women always evil trying to ruin our lives when we're so in love with them (sighs) not empty this one is full evan took a step back rewind it back Ludacris got the beat make the booty prolapse get rid of andy get rid of it andy sorry jesus evan took a step back get rid of it andy kermit reached for the can It's the real stuff? Let me see it, he demanded eagerly. Are you crazy? Evan cried. Why did you bring that here, Andy? You know how dangerous it is. Andy's brown eyes flashed excitedly. She didn't say a word. Instead, she raised the blue can and started to pull off the lid. No, Evan wailed. Have you totally lost it? Have you gone cuckoo bananas? Andy grinned at him. Don't open it, Evan pleaded. Please, don't open it. With a grunt, Conan stepped forward and swiped the can from Andy. Let me see this stuff, he growled. He raised the can in front of his face and pulled off the lid. Chapter number seven. Conan pulled open the lid and three cloth snakes sprung out and hit him in the face. Pow, pow, He let out a startled yelp. These snakes surprised me two stars and let the can fall from his hand. Andy tossed back her head and roared with laughter. Kermit laughed too, a high, shrill, whiny laugh. Evan swallowed hard, too shaken to laugh. No one played jokes on Conan. No one evan stared hard at conan frozen in terror conan's face was bright red he was actually blushing now he's going to pound us evan thought excitedly when conan is finished with us we're going to look like those three fake snakes on the ground just laying there not smashed at all that's tight but to evan's surprise conan spun around and stomped off without saying a word That was a close one, Evan murmured. It was funny, Andy exclaimed. What's your problem? Lose your sense of humor? Yes, Evan told her, that's why I should drink more Steel Reserve. I don't think Monster Blood is funny, nor do I think this podcast is funny. Dune agreed. It turned my dog Trigger into a giant. It turned our classroom hamster into a roaring monster. And it turned me into a twelve foot tall freak like Shaq. That was the worst day of my life. Well, you should try having your fiance end it where you know that it's not one of those things where where you know she's gonna take you back like it's fully it's fully over and it's been two months and it's just more confirmed that it's that it's over and I don't I don't know how to make myself fall out of love. I saved you, remember? I shrank you back to your real size, Kermit bragged. Yes, you did, Evan had to admit. That was the last good thing that you ever did. Kermit pouted. That's not a nice thing to say, Evan. I shared my tarantulas with you, didn't I? Evan groaned in reply. That's a groan. Kermit's expression suddenly changed behind his glasses. His eyes flashed. Wait right here, he told them. He took off, running to the house. Where did he go now? Where did he go now? Evan called. I almost forgot what I wanted to show you, Kermit called back. It's the coolest thing. Maybe it's the refrigerator. Boo! He disappeared into the house. Evan turned to Andy. How am I going to survive ten days with him? He wailed. I just got here, and I've already had tarantulas climbing on my head. Andy laughed. It could be worse. How could it be worse? Dune's life, she said. Just kidding. It could have been head lice, she said. Remember when Kermit was collecting head lice? You're not cheering me up, Andrea. Evan groaned. Don't call me Andrea. She grumbled. Wow, you're in a bad mood. Just think of all the money you're earning. Your aunt is paying you five dollars an hour to keep an eye on him, right? If I survive, Evan moaned. She <laughs> he turned to the house. Sorry, it's 2017. I have a problem with pronouns. Kermit came running across the grass, carrying a glass case between his ass (laughs) just kidding carrying a glass case between his hands now what is he bringing Evan cried maybe this is the head lice Andy said will you please stop talking about head lice Evan pleaded you're making my head itch my dickhead (laughs) check this out Kermit cried holding the glass case up to them Evan squinted into the case he saw white mice inside Six or eight of them, with tiny black eyes twitching pink noses, crawling all over each other. Kermit, why did you bring your white mice outside? He demanded, watch, Kermit replied. He pulled off the lid and dumped all the mice onto the grass. The mice didn't hesitate. They scampered off in all directions. Scamper, scamper, I'm a mouse. Eek, eek, eek. One of them ran right between Andy's legs, where Evan wished he could go someday. She cried out in surprise and leaped out of the way. Are you crazy? Evan shrieked. Your mice are all getting away. No, they're not, Kermit replied calmly. He pulled a small gray control unit from the back of his baggy jeans made by Geneco. It looked a lot like a TV remote control. This is so cool, Kermit exclaimed. See, I built an electric fence all the way around this backyard. I don't see any fence, Andy said. Of course not. It's electric. Boogie, woogie, 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 Kermit told her. It's like the invisible fences people use to keep their dogs in their yard. Franklin, how do I keep you in the yard? Just kidding. You don't go in the yard. You're too tired. Evan squinted to the back of the yard. I can't even see your mice anymore, he told Kermit. They've all run away. No way, Kermit insisted. He raised the slender control unit. I have an electric current going all around the yard. If a mouse tries to go through it, he gets a mild shock. But they're gone, Andy laughed. The mice are all gone. Kermit gazed around the backyard. His mouth dropped open. What? He slapped his forehead. Oh, wow. I forgot to turn the fence on. I forgot to throw the switch. He raised the control unit and pushed a red button. Yai! Evan let out a scream as a jolt of electricity shot through his body and out his ding dong like he came a lightning bolt. Man, that would be tight if it actually said that chapter number eight evan's arms waved wildly as if they were advertising some sort of carpet sale his legs wiggled and bent kermit pushed the red button again the buzzing stopped kermit stared at evan sorry guess you shouldn't be standing there evan took a deep breath and held it he waited for his skin to stop tingling you looked like you were dancing andy claimed She threw her arms up and wiggled her body, imitating Evan. (laughs) Like when you almost died from from getting electrocuted. I don't know why I'm waving my arms around while reading this. That doesn't help at all. Am I supposed to think that's funny? Evan asked weakly. (laughs) Hey, welcome to Dune Reads Goosebumps. Am I supposed to think that's funny? That's what it should say. That's all the angry, angry replies I get from people. Are you okay? She asked. Your hair is standing straight up on end. Evan pushed his hair down with both hands, but it popped right back up like dunes. He glared at Kermit. Any other great inventions? Not right now, Kermit replied. You have to help me. Help you do what? Evan growled. Round up my mice, Kermit said. He began crawling across the grass on his hands and knees. Hurry, they're expensive lab mice. Mom will kill me if I lose them. Evan and Andy saw they had no choice. Like a woman before Roe vs. Wade, they dropped to their hands and knees and began crawling like Kermit. I don't see any mice, Evan whispered to Andy. I think Kermit is in major trouble. He heard a heavy thumping sound behind him. Doo, 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 now he turned and saw Dogface, the big sheepdog, bouncing across the yard. No, Dogface! Kermit cried. No, go home, go home. Franklin, you can stay. You're very handsome. I love you, Franklin. Furiously wagging his stubby tail, the big dog leaped onto Evan, sending him sprawling across the grass. Dog face, you're scaring the mice away. Kermit wailed. Wait, I thought cats scared mice, and dogs scared cats, and cops shot dogs. Man, cops are really the apex predator. <clears throat> ignoring kermit's desperate pleas the dog made a wide circle excitedly running round and round the yard barking and wagging his tail hey what's going on an angry voice called can't you keep that dog quiet conan came leaping over the low bushes that separated the two yards then ran about three steps and stopped evan heard a loud crackling sound then a loud bzzz Conan's eyes bulged, his hands shut up, his body twisted in a wild dance. Oh, wow, Kermit murmured. Didn't I shut that off? He fumbled with the control unit. The buzzing stopped. Conan took a few seconds to catch his breath. Then he let out a furious roar and dove at Evan. What are you going to do to me? Evan stammered. Chapter Number Nine. Evan leaned his elbows on the dinner table and stared down at the pile of paschetti. Just kidding! I'm a grown-ass man. I know how to say spaghetti on his plate. Aunt D couldn't mess up spaghetti, could she? He wondered. Evan, what happened to your ear? Aunt D asked. Did? Evan sighed. His left ear. Was normal, but his right ear throbbed and burned. He knew it must look like a red cabbage. Ugh, does, he, does he do MMA? Isn't that the, the weird ear thing that MMA dudes get? That's an STD, right? It's from from dude on dude action, right? I shouldn't say that. They can all kill me. To be fair, the women's MMA can kill me. And just most people who are, alright, shape can kill me. What on earth happened to you? His aunt demanded, there we go, Evan didn't want to describe how Conan had a tug of war with his ear. He mumbled something into his plate. Evan got into another fight with Conan, Kermit told his mom. Fucking jerk. She lowered her fork. Evan, is that true? Evan nodded. It wasn't exactly a fight. I warned you to stay away from that boy his aunt scolded, <laughs> You really should be smart enough not to pick a fight with someone so big. And Evan lost all my white mice too, Kermit whined. Wow, what an asshole, first off. And second off, what is the lesson the aunt's teaching? To beat up people smaller than you? She wasn't mad that he was fighting, just that he picked an opponent that was too big. That's terrible advice. His mother's mouth dropped open. Those mice cost a lot of money. She narrowed her eyes at Evan. Evan swallowed hard. I'm not the one who brought them outside, he choked out. I left you in charge, Kermit's mom said sternly. You are responsible for what goes on here when I'm away. She scowled and waved her fork her fork at him. If it's too big of a job for you, Evan, I can find a grown-up to come stay with Kermit no evan cried why is he protesting so much he doesn't like his cousin or the baby's thing job being responsible for kermit was impossible but he didn't want to lose the job if he didn't earn money he couldn't go to sleepaway camp i never went to camp i turned out oh fuck not fine at all i'm miserable and staying in my parents house again they should have sent me to camp i can handle the job He told his aunt. Across from him, Kermit gobbled down mouthful after mouthful of spaghetti. The orange sauce ran down his chin. Evan rolled several spaghetti strands onto his fork, then took a big bite. He chewed for about three seconds, then let out a loud scream. Yay! His mouth was on fire. His head felt like it was about to explode. Is it spicy enough? Aunt D. Axe Deed. Did I put enough hot sauce? Ooh, hot sauce and spaghetti. Drinking break. Hey, Dune, how are you going to do a drinking break? You ran out of steel reserve. JK, got a Budweiser. Later, as Evan changed into his pajamas, Kermit typed away on his computer. Evan's lips were swollen from the spicy spaghetti. He looked like that uh, Kardashian girl, the young one that, that the girls like. That's what he looked like, that one that the kids are into. They're just, they're just fidget spinning and I don't even think they watch the Kardashians anymore. What are the kids into? Hey, hit me up at uh, Dune underscore M on Instagram or Twitter dot com slash Dune or Dune at Dune Reads Goosebumps dot com and uh, let me know what the kids are into. <laughs> they looked like two big salamis hanging from his face. He gazed at himself in the dresser mirror. His ear resembled a red cabbage. He shook his head unhappily, thinking about Conan. I have to do something about him, he mumbled. Kermit spun around from his keyboard. What did you say? Conan went too far this time, Evan grumbled bitterly. He's making me look like a freak. Yes, you do, Kermit agreed. Shut up, I didn't axe you they all axe for you that's a song by the meters evan snapped you're not exactly brad pitt man it's crazy this book was written so long ago but he's still someone you would name as a hunk wait maybe you wouldn't maybe i just think of him as that because the generation i'm from fuck hey if you know any cool hunks hit me up at <laughs> who's that Kerma asked. evan ignored him he climbed into bed He hit the pillow a few times, fluffing it up. He knew he wouldn't be able to sleep. He was too angry. This time, Conan went too far, he repeated, muttering to himself. This time, I have to find a way to pay him back. Behind his red-framed glasses, Kermit's round eyes that were black also lit up. You mean revenge? He asked excitedly. Yeah, I guess so. Evan replied, setting his huge ear on the pillow. (gasps) I bet he can hear the pillow's deepest inner secrets. Mine would be like, stop crying on me. His hands were clenched into tight fists. His whole body felt tense like the rocks. Revenge. He repeated the word a few times. That's what I want. Someone has to show Conan that he cannot keep pushing everyone around and beating everyone up. Revenge. Kermit shut off his computer when he turned back to evan he had a wide grin on his face i think i can help you he said oh no don't ask for help from him you're gonna to get monster blood involved nobody wants monster blood involved or they do they god damn right, i need to take a quick break Chapter number 10 that I'm gonna record before I click on my now ex's Instagram story video and fuck up my whole night because I'm weak. (laughs) I just love her so much. This all sucks. Let me show you something, Kermit said, eagerly, lowering his pants, just getting voice to a whisper. He pulled something out of his bottom desk drawer and brought it over to evan's fold-out bed look kermit's grin grew wider he handed the object to evan hey evan cried out it's so hairy evan stared at the small object some kind of ball covered in thick greasy black hair oh it's an italian this is totally gross he told kermit what is it why are you showing it to me it's an egg Kermit said, giggling. Huh? Evan nearly dropped it. He turned the hairy thing between his hands. What kind of egg? He asked suspiciously. Just an egg, Kermit replied. I took it from the refrigerator. But Evan started. Remember, I told you about my hair growing formula? Kermit asked. I said it wasn't ready yet. But it is. God, this kid's gonna be a billionaire. Evan handed the hairy egg back to his cousin. It's better than handing him two hairy eggs in a sack. (laughs) It was too creepy. It was making him sick. He swallowed. You really can grow thick hair like that on an egg? Kermit nodded, grinning. He cradled the egg in his hands as if it were a precious jewel. A family jewel, if you will. My hair mixture works, Evan. We can use it to pay Conan back. Whoa, Evan cried. We can't make him drink it and turn his mouth all hairy. That's too horrible, even for Conan. Oh, I know, Kermit agreed. But we can port it on his hands, can't we? We can give him werewolf hands. Isn't that the old myth that they said if you beat off too much, your hands would turn hairy? It's weird that that my hands are the only thing that aren't hairy on me. Checkmate people who tell me to stop beating off. That would be pretty funny, wouldn't it? Evan laughed. Yeah, yeah, it sure would. Let's do it. Kermit carried the hairy egg back to his desk drawer. I was going to test my hair mixture out on Dogface next week, he told Evan, but Dogface is already hairy enough. Conan is better. Much better, Evan agreed, smiling for the first time that night. I wish I could smile. Where is your hair mixture? Don't worry, I have it hidden safe and sound. Kermit replied. It will be ready when I need it. Drinking break. It took Evan hours to fall asleep. Me too. Man, depression's like that. Partly because he couldn't stop thinking of his revenge against Conan. And partly because Kermit was snoring his head off. Also like Dune. Evan stared up at the ceiling with his hands over his ears, unable to shut out the awful sound. A throaty glug, glug, followed by a whistle. (sighs) Kermit is obnoxious even when he's asleep, Evan thought bitterly. Fuck, maybe I'm obnoxious all the time. I mean, I know I am, but you know, I don't know. When he finally fell asleep, Evan dreamed he was standing in his pajamas in Kermit's backyard. It was night. Long shadows fell over the grass. Peering into the backyard, Evan saw Kermit's white mice. At least half a dozen of them. They had all clustered around something hidden in the grass. Probably cheese. If I know anything about mice from Looney Tunes, they love cheese. In the dream, Evan moved closer and saw what had, been, what had interested the lab mice. A blue can. A can that was open, full of monster blood evan's mouth dropped open in horror the green gunk had bubbled out of the can and the white mice were silently gobbling it gobbling down chunk after chunk their teeth gnashing it up and down their furry bodies quivering with excitement as they ate man it's weird that furries exist as they swallowed down the sticky green goo they grew i did it evan stared in shock Not like he was shocked before, but like, you know, shock and awe. The mice inflated until they were as big as dogs, then bigger. The giant mice rose up on their hind legs. Oh, they're like Nutria. They're taller than me, Evan saw, stumbling back and so fast they must weigh 200 pounds. They turned to him, gnashing their teeth hungrily. As tall as the house, the mice lurched heavily toward Evan. One of them tossed back its head, opening its jaws wide, and let out a roar. Rory I don't know how mice roar. Growl! That doesn't do it justice. Evan saw rows of jagged, gray teeth. And then the mice lurched heavily toward him. Their feet thudded the ground. Their dark eyes glinted in the silvery glow of the moon. No! He opened his mouth in a long, high howl. He raised his hands to protect himself. The mice rose over him now. One of them lowered its head. Its jagged teeth slid around Evan's waist. Its jaw tightened oh maybe it's like a dream about how he's got so fat that mice need to eat off his excess fat in his waist because i feel like that sometimes evan felt its hot sour breath steam over him felt the teeth dig into his side and then he was being lifted up (gasps) maybe it's by the light of christ lifted into the giant jaws of a white mouse oh never mind the mouse clamped its jaws shut bit down hard evan knew it was chewing him chewing him to pieces, Reese's Pieces, Feeces Pieces. He opened his eyes, began to lift himself from the frightening dream, lift himself, lift himself higher and higher, and heard a tapping at Kermit's bedroom window. Evan squinted through the darkness to the window and saw a giant mouse. Chapter number 11. No, no. The mouse was part of the dream. Oh, Goosebumps book, where something extraordinary happens and turns out it's a dream. That's fantastic. I'm still half in my dream, half awake, half and half. That must be why they put that in coffee, because it wakes you up. Evan realized, blinking his eyes. He shook himself hard, shook himself awake. The mouse faded slowly, then vanished. And Evan stared at the window stared at andy outside in the darkness tapping on the glass tapping so urgently tippity tippity tapping uh, you know that's what maui does god moana's still my favorite movie of last year evan jumped from the small fold-out bed his legs were tangled in the blanket that wasn't one of my favorite disney movies he stumbled and, gra- and had to grab the edge of kermit's dresser to catch his balance one foot had fallen asleep. That must be diabetes. He dragged it, limping to the window. He silently pushed open the window, careful not to wake Kermit. Kermit snored away, glugging and whistling. He had kicked his blanket to the floor. He had fallen asleep with his glasses on. Evan leaned out into the darkness. A gust of cold wind made him shiver like a reverse fart. Andy, what are you doing here? He cried out. Get dressed, Andy ordered, which is the last thing you want a random girl who shows up at your window to say. Hurry, Evan, I have to show you something. Eh, that's something that's pretty sweet to hear. Huh? He glanced back at Kermit's clock radio. It's almost midnight. Andy raised a finger to her lips. Shh, hurry, get dressed. I think you'll want to see this. She held up a can, a blue plastic can. Can it be plastic and a can? It's like a plastic container or tub, but it's not a can, right? can, you know, makes it so it's metal. Oh, whatever. Evan groaned. You really came here in the middle of the night for another joke? Give me a break, Andy. What's going to spring out at me this time? But then he saw the serious expression on Andy's face. It isn't a joke, is it? he whispered. She shook her head. It's monster blood, right? Evan (laughs) devenomended. Andy nodded. I think so. The can, it looks the same. Evan spun away from the window. He pulled on jeans and a sweatshirt right over his pajama jams. His hands trembled as he tied his shoes. He grabbed his down jacket from the closet and climbed out the window. Yeah, he's got a down jacket because you are what you wear. You know, whatever. I was dreaming about monster blood, he told Andy. She bit her bottom lip. Ooh, sensual. This isn't a dream, she replied quietly. Evan shivered. It was a cold, clear night. Andy wore her magenta windbreaker and a pair of silvery leggings. She had a red wool ski cap pulled down over her short brown hair, insinuating that she was a blood. She raised the plastic can, still don't think a can can be plastic, to Evan. I think it's the real thing. I hurried over as soon as I was sure my parents were asleep because the banging sound stopped. And then mom said, oh, is that it? And dad said, yeah, okay, I work really hard. Just leave me alone. And then there was snoring. Where did you get it? He whispered. Behind the lab on Peachtree where my dad works. We were picking him up before dinner. I was waiting in the parking lot behind the lab. I found this in a whole pile of stuff. You didn't open it. Did you? Evan demanded. No way, she replied. She tried to hand him the can, but he waved it away. I don't want it, Evan told her. Why did you bring it over here? Andy shrugged. I thought after this afternoon, you might want to, play to pay Conan back for being such a big jerk. You don't pay people for being jerks. I guess bosses are jerks, but you don't pay them, they pay you. I need a job. Seriously, anyone hiring? I'm 30. Got a lot of skills. I've done a lot. I I don't know. I'm just sad. (laughs) Maybe I'm too sad to work. Yes, I do want to pay Conan back, Evan admitted. So use the monster blood, Andy urged. You can put a little of it in his lunch at school. You can no way. Evan cried Conan is already a mountain I don't want to make him any bigger he'd be so beefy just beef on beef like mad cow disease the light faded from Andy's dark eyes like the light faded from Dune's heart I guess you're right but we could put monster blood in his bed or stop Evan ordered it's too dangerous I don't want to use monster blood on Conan Kermit and I already have another plan for Conan a really good plan What is it? Andy Andy manded eagerly. Man, I'm into these today. I'll tell you, as soon as you get rid of the monster blood, Evan told her. I really don't want that stuff around. Go hide it someplace where no one will ever find it. But, but, Evan, Andy protested. No, hide it where someone won't find it. Like in Dune's pants, because no one's ever going to be there again, apparently. Evan didn't let her finish. You know what will happen if this can gets opened, he said firmly. It will bubble up. It will grow and grow and we won't be able to stop it. What do you mean you won't be able to stop it? You stopped it three other times. I read all of those. Okay, okay, Andy rolled her eyes. I'll take it home. I'll find a good hiding place. Promise, Evan demanded, eyeing her sharply. Promise, she repeated, raising her right hand. Hey, what's that? A voice called from behind them. Evan spun around and saw Kermit scramble out of the open window like some eggs because you can make scrambled eggs. That's a dish. That's it's easy to learn. Kids often make it. You know I'm talking about. Kermit grabbed the blue can from Andy's hand. Cool, he cried. Monster blood. Is it real? Hi, Scarlet. What are you doing, baby? He didn't wait for an answer. He gripped the can tightly and pulled off the lid. What do you want, Frank? Do you want to come up? Here, come here. Chapter number 12. No, don't do that! Evan screamed too late. Close it up! Evan cried frantically. Close the can quick! Kermit stood staring into the open can. Sorry, somehow I had already forgotten what they were opening. God, it's the can of Monster blood. It's too dark. I can't see anything. Give me that, Evan ordered. He leaped forward and tried to swipe the can away. He grabbed the can, but knocked the lid from Kermit's hand. Man, there's a lot of words that rhyme in here, and I want to make weird rhyming words that keep going, but I feel like that's an annoying shtick I do. But then again, I feel like most of the shticks I do are annoying, so... Who knows? (laughs) Kermit made a wild grab for the lid, but a gust of wind blew it out of his reach. As Evan gaped in horror, the wind lifted the plastic lid. Do you ever feel like a plastic lid containing monster blood blowing in the wind? Lifted it over their heads. No. He let out a long wail as the lid spun crazily above them. He made a wild grab another missed the wind carried the lid up to the slanted roof of the house it hit the shingles slid down a few feet and then came to a rest in the metal rain gutter i don't believe this evan muttered as if he hadn't witnessed it himself it's not climate change okay you can't just say it's not real i guess you shouldn't say that's not real either well, that be funny if someone's like man i was on the fence about climate change then that drunk dude who reads children's books really swayed me <clears throat> i'll get the ladder from the garage kermit offered he took off across the dew wet grass hurry evan cried the monster blood it's moving Andy claimed, pointing with a trembling finger. Evan gazed down at the can gripped tightly in his hand. Oh, yeah, that's still reserved, baby. Oh, wait, no, it's the monster blood can. He couldn't really see inside. Dark clouds had drifted over the moon like Halloween clip art blocking out the light. Evan brought the can close to his face and gasped. Andy, it's blue. Huh? She pressed close to him. By the way, Monster Blood's supposed to be green if you didn't catch the whole chapter with the sweater. Their heads banged as they both eagerly stared into the can like some sort of vaudevillian comedians. Yes, the thick glop inside the can was blue, not green. It made a sick, plopping sound as it rolled from side to side like an ocean wave. it It's trying to get out, Andy stammered. Hurry, Kermit. Evan called. Franklin, you don't need to lick me while I record. You can sit on my lap. You're very you're very good there. Kermit came running from the garage. An aluminum ladder tilted over one shoulder. Why is it blue? Andy asked, presumably about the sky. The thick goo lapped at the side of the can. As Evan stared, in horror, it splashed over the top. Kermit, please hurry. Get the lid, he cried. Kermit propped the ladder against the side of the house. Then he turned back to them. "'Someone else has to climb up,' he called as Dune threw Franklin onto the bed. "'There you go, Papa. Just do it!' Evan screamed frantically, looking at his own Nike t-shirt. "'The stuff is spilling out over the top, but I'm afraid of heights,' Kermit declared. Evan rolled his eyes. "'It isn't that high. Just climb up and—' "'I can't!' Kermit whined. "'Really?' I'll do it. Andy ran to the ladder. Kermit held it steady for her. Evan watched her scramble up. The monster blood bobbed and plopped in the can. The clouds rolled away from the moon. It was definitely bright blue, Evan saw, and definitely trying to raise itself out of the can. They should call it the blue can goop. (laughs) Haha <laughs> Man, I just came up with that right now. Like the blue man group, but the blue can goop. God damn, I'm good at this. Andy climbed up the gutter, holding the ladder with her right hand. She reached out to the lid with her free hand. Reached. Reached. Like a toothbrush, brand, she reached. And the wind blew the lid from the gutter. No! Andy screamed. She grabbed for it lost her balance, grabbed the sides of the ladder with both hands. The lid spun crazily in the air, like some sort of evil dreidel. Or I guess evil or dreidel, am I right? Then it swooped down the grass. I've got it, Kermit cried. He dove for it and grabbed it in one hand. Yes, Evan cried happily. Put it in the can, quick! (laughs) That's what she said. Damn it! Sorry, I'll stop. Andy carefully lowered herself rung by rung. She reached the ground, turned, breathing hard, and hurried back to Evan. Kermit came running over with the lid, but before he reached Evan, a voice rang out from across the yard from his. Hey, what's going on? Evan looked up to see Conan running across the grass. Ah, fuck, Evan moaned. The monster blood can fell out of his hand. Chapter number 13, with a gasp. Evan bent to pick up the can. Had the blue monster blood spilled out? No. He lifted it, carefully, holding one hand over the top, like a magician would do with his magic hat. Oh, wait, no, he's holding it on top and containing it. That's like what you would do if there was like a spider in a glass jar and you didn't want it to get out. Conan stopped at the edge of the yard. What are you three babies doing out so late? He demanded. I'll tell your mommies. Those are strong words for a little dude that's hanging out in his own backyard. Give us a break, Conan, Andy called. We're not bothering you. Your face is bothering me. (laughs) Nailed it. Conan shot back. Then his eyes fell on the can in Evan's hand. What's that? He started to demand. He didn't actually demand it, but it rhymed with it. So I did it. I'm so funny. Evan nearly dropped the can again this uh it's it's nothing it's uh evan's mind went blank he couldn't think of a good lie to tell conan kermit grabbed the can away from evan it's candy (laughs) he told conan blue fruit roll in a barrel we saw it on tv and it's awesome give me some conan ordered reaching out his big hand his strong hand god i wish you would just hold me no way kermit teased him pulling the can back we're not sharing with you he pretended to lick the blue candy wow that is really excellent guess i'm gonna have to take it from you conan declared menacingly he took a step toward them his hand outstretched give it What a basic grasp of the human language. Then again, I feel the same way a lot of the time. Are you crazy? Evan whispered to Kermit. Why did you tease him? Now he's going to take it and... No problem, Kermit whispered back. A sly grin spread across his face like a gypsy. Watch. Give it, Conan thundered, waving his outstretched hand. He took another step toward them. Another Evan heard the crackle of electricity before he saw the white spark. That's my rap name. Conan's eyes bulged, his hands shot up, his knees buckled like they were some sort of pilgrim's hats or shoes. He uttered two strange cries as Kermit's invisible electric fence zapped him again. Conan staggered back. Gasping for breath, his broad chest heaved up and down. Ooh, that heaving chest. He reminded Evan of a bull about to charge. They should put it on debit. That was a bull credit card debit card joke if you didn't get it. Kermit raised the can and pretended to eat the monster blood again. Wow, that is excellent, he declared. Conan glared at the three of them. Even across the yard, Evan could see the fury on his face. But the bull couldn't charge, couldn't get to them, not as long as the electric fence was on. I don't know what rhyme to put after that. Conan balled his hands into fists. Your history, he called to them, all three of you. Your roadkill. He spun around, swinging his fists hard at his sides. He stomped into his house. Stomp, stomp, stomp. I'm in my house now. That was some improv comedy right there. I was about to hate on improv comedy, and I realized, isn't this podcast just improv? Oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Andy let out a sigh of relief. Whew, that was pretty good, she told Kermit. A high, shrill giggle escaped Kermit's throat. Yeah, not bad. There's just one problem, Evan murmured, and a bitch ain't that. No, no. Jay-Z didn't steal from Goosebumps, don't worry. We're roadkill if we ever leave this backyard. He turned to Kermit. Give me back the can. We'd better close it. Evan gasped. The can in Kermit's hand. He was holding it upside down. Evan grabbed for it too late. With a sick plop, the blue gunk dropped out of the can. It landed on the grass in front of Evan's feet. He stared down as it, at it as it quivered, quivered and shook. Like blue jello that was quivering and shaking, not just stationary jello. It glowed in the light of the moon, glowed bright blue, bobbed and trembled and grew. Moon, blue, grew. Close enough. It's changing shape, Andy cried. She leaned forward, resting her hands on her knees and gazed down, wide-eyed at it. The blue blob wiggled. It rolled over once, moved away from Evan, and grew some more. It rolled again, wiggling from side to side, and then rose up, as if trying to stand. I don't believe this, Evan choked out. It's some kind of creature. You're right, Kermit agreed. It's alive! And so ends part one of Monster Blood 4 by R.L. Stein on Dune Reads Goosebumps. Once again, I apologize for the delay, but man, my life's been bad. I'm so sad. I, I'm just, just trying to hang in there and make it through each day. I need to start trying to find a new job and stuff soon. I definitely don't need to date soon, seeing as how I'm still in love with my ex and I have no idea how to uh, be single or whatever, and I need to figure that out. I can't be 30 and not know how to be on my own. Not that I can't take care of myself, you know? It's just, it's just, you know, the emotional codependence. Like, I tried to go to SeaWorld by myself the other day, and I was like, fuck this. I can't do things alone. So, anyway, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to hang in there. I really am. I'm, I'm glad I could finally get this up for you. Um, there should be another one up, honestly, within the week. It's Thursday now. Or Friday, Friday. There should be one up by Monday of next week. So, give me a little over a week, and I'll do it. I promise now i can't promise what if i fuck it up some days i've just been so depressed i haven't really left the bed at all so i will try my best that is my promise um feel free to hit me up it actually does help when you do appreciate it and uh you know what i'm gonna tell myself it this time you know i need to stay spooky bitches